What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. everybody uh welcome everyone to a special edition of the rideshare rodeo podcast um today my guest is mike harubi um mike is the founder of new jobs america and we'll be talking about the website and and plugging that a little bit here in a, in a few minutes he is also the author of uh be my own boss legislation which we'll also be talking about and for those not familiar with Mike, you will be here shortly. Um, and Mike, welcome back to the podcast. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Steve. It's nice to be back with uh, you and the gang. Yeah. Yeah. Mike and I were talking back bef- backstage before we started, and I was like, this is the third or the fourth. And this, I think this is the fourth one we've done, you guys. I think it is. So it's the first one of this year, but it's the fourth one we've done. And I'm, I'm excited because everybody, like, everybody in here right now and people that have watched these before say that they learned a lot on these and i think mike and i have some good conversations so looking forward to this today um for everyone joining us mike and i will move through a few topics and things you should be aware of and then if you guys have questions just be leaving them in the chat and i'll get to them after we move through that um so mike are are we ready i'm ready Let's get into it then. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Um, recent developments affecting gig workers, uh, rideshare drivers, delivery, and of course, self-employed independent contractors, everything under the umbrella of what that is. Um, you sent me six points that we should hit on. And I think we'll go down the line of that and see what else kind of branches off from that. But um because I think all this is is extremely important. And if I caught the tone correctly from our e- email correspondence prior to this, you seem to have a, a very positive tone about what's going on. Yes, that's correct. More positive than I have been and more positive than uh, some of my colleagues in D.C., for instance, are right today. So the... Um, it, 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 it's really a matter of interpreting kind of initial signs of what, what is likely to happen during calendar 2023, which is linked to 2024. So it's a very complicated situation, but I'm feeling pretty optimistic for uh, everybody who's, who works independently and uh, is trying to be or is, is being self-employed. Yeah. Um can we start off with, I, I think we should start off with the one that you put as number one. I don't even know if you put them in an order for a reason, but you put it as number one. I want to start off with it because I think I'm actually wearing my original six hat for the NHL. Okay. I'm a Red Wings fan. Um, 
diehard. Um, and uh, yeah, and so I think that we should talk about Marty Walsh because I thought he was the big spearhead to Biden and and all this. And now that's, what's happening? That's what makes it so exciting for uh, freelancers. Uh, the the specific news, in case you haven't heard the earthquake is that uh, Department of Labor Secretary, which is confirmed by the Senate, Marty Walsh, recently of Boston, is heading to um, is heading heading off to lead the National Hockey League Players Association, which is the union of the the pros who are out on the ice. And he's going to be, uh, instead of being just a beggar for $200,000 a year, he's moving up to $3 million a year. Not bad money, $250,000 a month. So you have to, you'd have to look at this from a lot of different perspectives. Uh, most importantly, I think it probably says that people feel Walsh failed. He did not get the pro act through. He was he was Trump Trumpka's guy was brought in. Rich Trumpka died of congestive heart failure. Marty was left, and without Trumpka, nothing went forward, and Marty was unable to deliver. You have to think that that's the most important thing, and you have to conclude with Marty gone, who else is there? And everybody scratches their heads. There really isn't anybody else there. What about this Sue? Um, who's sure. going to be the interim one? Because I was reading something that she might just become the new Marty Walsh. Um, that would be a stretch. Okay. Julie Sue managed the, I think it was the Unemployment uh, Compensation Bureau within the California uh executive branch and she was responsible for that astounding was it seven or eight billion dollars worth of fraudulent paper it, it could have been 28 billion i mean it just enormous amounts of taxpayer money were utterly wasted lost gone squandered uh, stolen whatever in california under her watch the woman i have i have very little knowledge of her none personally whatsoever she seems utterly incompetent to get any kind of administrative job done. Uh, almost anyone in your podcast audience would do a better and more meticulous job than Julie. Sue. Let's <laughs> well, they'd probably need a little training. <laughs> uh, you got to ask what training does Julie Sue have <laughs> on the right. I mean, I guess, you know, that those kind of questions always come to mind with a record like that. You know, I mean, I know it's politics. I know it can get ugly, but why is she even in a position? Like, why are they like looking like she's good? Let's get her like, the, wouldn't she be? <laughs> the, the what what we're getting is union socialism and union socialism relies utterly on people who are very dependent flax and will do exactly as they're told. Marty is a dependent person and did what he was told. His whole career was get along to go along. Julie Sue is so clueless. She can't keep her hands on $8 billion without somebody stealing it. There are protections. There are things she could do. She apparently did none of them. That's a lot of money flowing out. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. that's the kind of, but look at it across government. 
that the heads of these agencies are not capable people. They don't represent the people they're really regulating. They're doing things that are utterly nonsensical, taken from the perspective of what the, the language of the law is. And they're really, I hate to use the term because it hurts us, they're freelancing it. They're making it up as they go along, which is much worse than freelancing. Yeah, so, there needs to be another word for that. Julie Sue is- They're winging it. <laughs> winging it. Yes. All right. We'll use that term. <laughs> Thank you for the grammar, uh, the vocabulary. Julie Sue is utterly dependable. She will do when Gavin Newsom needed the money to just go out and get spent. She managed to do that. And then she was brought in for some reason that she was felt loyal enough to work in Washington and became deputy, uh, deputy secretary of defense, of defense, um, please labor. Yeah. Uh, she has no credentials of, of any sort that would qualify her for this amount of responsibility. None. None but she will be an interim one, right? I mean, yes, that's, she will be an interim one um, yeah. whenever the paperwork gets done, moving Marty out of the way. Um, you have to, you have to admire the unions for finding a great, comfy way to look like Marty's moving up. Marty is, he, his whole thing is, I said it before, gets a, you know, go along to get along. And so he, he will not solve any particular problem that the hockey players have. He's, he's not that kind of guy. He will let things roll. If they want to strike, he'll let them strike. He's not going to come up with a new strategy. He didn't do that as mayor of Boston, where you have a lot of room. He just let the buildings be built so that the construction guys could have a, a, a real feast, a pig out on inflated construction contracts in Boston. Uh, fine, we needed the buildings. I'm, I'm good with that. But it was, it was not a lesson in Marty's vision, leadership, problem-solving ability any of that. So they've found him a better position. They've also given up apparently on the PRO Act as legislation, which is a wise thing to give up because they have House Republicans now who would have to pass whatever they write as a bill. And that is they, the Republicans in labor are highly capable and very energized. And yeah. I'm speaking specifically about Representative uh, Dr. Virginia Fox from North Carolina and mm -hmm. Representative Rick Allen uh, from Georgia. And these people are absolutely on, they've got the scent. They're like, they're, they're going to be dogs on the, on the, the birds. And they are going after people who are hurting the workforce defined as including us, not just union members. So here we've got Marty Walsh, who was supposed to get something done, didn't get it done. They've given up on doing it, or they would have found somebody more glamorous, maybe an ex-legislator or somebody, to come in and do this. No, they're going to Julie Sue. Who, they're just signaling, and ah, you know, we're not going to get it done this way. So Biden, in his State of the Union address, says we're gonna we're gonna pass the pro act everybody goes oh my goodness here it comes again no that's called <laughs> fighting retreat where you have a couple of guys with loaded guns making it look like the army's still there meanwhile the army's disappearing in the other direction unions are going out to work on the 2020 
four cycle. And they are going to try to get everything they can through administrative means, but not through legislation. So this means that the worst single threat, legislative uh, uh, adoption of the PRO Act, is probably off the table. I just don't see it happening in the next two years. I, I didn't even, I'm going to be honest, I didn't even know we were still talking about the PRO Act as it is. Nobody, Pro Act. nobody else is. Only I know, but I thought that it was more, I mean, it was maybe like still that same theme, but I thought that the idea of the PRO Act as it, as it's titled even kind right. of had dissipated. And It's a flag that, it's like a fallen flag, really. They're picking it up. It's muddy. Nobody thinks anything of it. Biden flat waves it because it's, it hides his retreat. Yeah. If, if he didn't mention it, they'd all say, oh, he's given up on it. But he mentions it. So, I mean, words are cheap, particularly yeah. in Washington. <laughs> so I, I think that's all over. Well, that's good because what's going to happen then with, these, with the um, West Virginia versus the EPA decision of the Supreme Court at the end of June, we know that everything that's an important legislation, important decision and regulation by the administrative agencies, all of the cabinet agencies, DOL, uh, et cetera, Department of, Department of Energy, is has to have a home somewhere in specific enabling legislation. Well, the specific things that they're doing are all outside the legislation. So it's all unconstitutional. So that the strategy becomes pass an ugly rule and have, have them sue us to get their, their constitutional rights back. But with, the labor, with labor topics, which is what we're, we're talking about here, and the work of the Education and Workforce Committee now, renamed, focusing on workforce, we're in the workforce, right. no mistaking that, those people are going to find themselves spending most of their administrative times preparing for and attending their own investigative hearing. They're going to, they're going to have to be, in, they're going to be interrogated by the labor committee workforce. It's going to be, those are hard hearings. And these are, if you've seen Jim Jordan at work in, uh, you know, justice, those are difficult questions, carefully prepared to uh, get the information that people are looking for, the kinds of things that we're looking for. How come you're doing this? There's 60 million people want to be self-employed. Why are you trying to stop it? And, you know, 15 million people in the audience are watching every word that the person says. So it's, it's difficult. It puts them in a tizzy. They have to spend a lot of time preparing. They have to consult with lawyers. They have to try to not get into any more trouble than they're already in. That slows down all of the regulation. I personally think that they are that uh, DOL is not likely to push through nearly as rapidly their um, their reversion to the old way of doing it in their, um, the this uh, reinterpretation of the court cases and uh, statutes of independent contracting. I think that's going to be very difficult right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I guess that's a good, that's a good 
point to move into the Republicans gaining the U.S. House majority. And again, I'm not we're, I'm not sitting here. I, I'm an independent voter, but I'm not sitting here preaching one side or the other. This isn't a political show, but we but there's no way like to avoid the politics of it. So we gotta we gotta we gotta talk about this. But some of the changes are for the better, for sure, in my opinion. I, I mean, if you're so, independent, you like balance in government. Yeah. And that means you can't give all of the levers to one side or the other. I'm with that. Yeah. And but then, it was skewed way too far the other way. Yes. And now was. it seems like, you know, I know that, you know, the Senate, different story, but the House is now majority Republican. Yes. Slim majority. Slim majority. But enough to what what's gonna what can what should people expect from the house now what like what will this slim majority change two things uh two things will change dramatically and the first one is the um the the house will stop any legislation that actively advances president biden's personal agenda they it won't pass the Senate can pass things, the Democrats can propose bills, the Republicans can propose bills, propose bills. None of that is going to become legislation. We're going to have basically almost no legislating except for maybe naming bridges and stuff like that until 2025. Right. So, but there's a lot that can happen while that's going on. So those who fear particular types of legislation right now, we're among them can rest easy that it isn't going to happen. Not that way. The second thing they can do is they can, in the, the uh, majority in Congress in the House can investigate misbehavior, fraud, uh, inexcusable acts, uh, things that are illegal, almost anything they want. They can investigate policy. They can talk about talking. And all of that is will bring many more things to light than have come to light in the last four years when uh, the other party, usually with substantial majorities, has has been in charge of the House and at the same time the Senate. Yeah. So I look for uh, this is this is actually really good for independent contractors, all of us. Yeah. And the reason is into this delicate balance between the parties that you as an independent, you know, really, you know, admire. Well, <laughs> well admire is a stretch. Maybe, okay. maybe you rely on it. Maybe you rely on it for protection. That that's yeah. good. <laughs> uh, the weight, the 60 million individuals now mean a whole lot more than they have at any time in the past, because if, any of them at all get more active than they have been and they make their opinions known to Congress and to media, friendly media, if they can find them or even to unfriendly media, if they can convert them or impress them or slow them down. All of that makes the individuals, which is what we are in particular, we're very independent individuals, makes us much more important as a force. Now you Got to be, you got to be sure you, we're, we're more of a latent force, you know, this Friday 
the 10th of February. But we, if we decided that we can, we can exercise our own independent veto on stuff we don't like, and we tell our, our rep and the reps talk, the representatives in Congress talk, tell your senator, the senator will be aware of what's, what's happening. We will tip the scales. 60 million people is an enormous number of people. That's one reason you, when we can confirm that, why that they changed the name of this committee. They wanted to welcome our perspective as independents, and they call it, they renamed it from labor to workforce. Yep. We're a third of the workforce. A third of the workforce says they want something. You better believe DC will hear it. So that is a huge change that's never, never come about. We were never this big. We were never had this much risk, never had this much latent power. And I think from what I've seen, I think, I think there are a lot of people who are now seeing what's happening. Many of them are Democrats. We'll, uh, we'll be all inclusive here and be generous to them. I think a lot of Democrats are saying, you know, these guys didn't do to protect me what I thought they'd do. As a matter of fact, they didn't protect me. They made it much more insecure and difficult for me to apply my trade, whatever it is. There's 660 occupations that you can freelance. We're everybody. We're everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. I remember so, the list from AB5 that Karen Anderson had given me that she had put together of the jobs. This was pre-carve-outs right. and, and pre-AB5 going to AB2257. But it was like, here's the 670 careers that have ended. Right. That, and I guess that's nice. I guess what I'm saying is that's nice to hear that that was threatened or that is still by some people threatened on a national scale, but I feel like that's maybe tailoring back a bit. Like it's not as threatening as it was. It has the potential to be less threatening and, and, and the means to do that, to make it that way are really accessible to us now. I mean, all you have to do is send an email, call, you can just call and register your opinion. Hi, I'm in your district, you know, Tennessee one, and I, I just want to say I, I freelance and I want to continue doing it. And I want my son to be able to do it when he's doing it, you know, whatever my daughter needs, whatever, however it works, that, that gets out in Washington. That yeah. gets out. So uh, th that's why I'm, I'm optimistic. This is, and we know more now than we did in 2019 about how fragile our careers are. We see the risk, but that means the risk will hurt us less as long as we're, we pay attention. Yeah. So I think we touched on, we talked, we talked about education and the workforce, but the newly renamed house committee on education and workforce. Yes. Um, the new chair and committee leadership, Virginia um, Fox, they, right? they are, they're completely behind us. Yes. And yes. they have, they have the, not, you know, I don't want to say the power, but they have the strength behind them to, to move forward what yes. they see is right. Is that a good way to put it? Kevin McCarthy agreed, I believe that's in the final agreement as part of uh, becoming, you know, getting the votes to become speaker. He agreed that even one representative uh, on the Republican side can can uh, call for and get a vote of no confidence in the speaker. 
which is there as a as an agreement to keep him on the straight and narrow doing what the membership wants and not what Kevin McCarthy wants. Right. And what and, and even more so. So what what he was elected to do. Yes. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean you got to remember, people, this is like when 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 Mike is saying this, this is I mean, he was elected. This is my this is why I'm independent, because I don't like how people get funding and and become different people than they portray to you. I think that's the step one of becoming a, a DC dirtbag, you know, is Top creature creature. Yes. Yeah. And then you get there and it's like now all these super funders and stuff are, are literally remolding you. Yep. And so it's nice to hear that these people have the, the strength and power to lead it. I'm not saying, you know, like, you know, they're overtaking it and they can now their call is gold and, but it's, do they have, you know, do they have enough respect to carry out what should happen in our, in my opinion, in your opinion? In the next two years, I think they do without question. I think Virginia Fox, I, be I believe from, from, uh, I haven't seen it written, but I think that she has negotiated for t a two year chairmanship of the committee as compensation for a change in the rules. Uh, this is really inside Washington, but she she was termed out unless they changed the rules to allow her to to take the chair this year. So this is her this is her golden moment. This is when she will make a record or be shown to be someone with less courage. And she is a very courageous individual for whom I have huge respect because she has stood up and and said things to you know truth to power. And um, she's now in in the position to do something about it. So it would it would shock me after all her years in in the minority if she were to you know to conk out now. Right. Yeah, I think she understands the gravity of what's going on and this is it yeah i mean it's like it's it's the opposite of marty walsh he understands the gravity of what's going on so he's going to the nhl <laughs> like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take pay rather than honor you know okay marty thank you you're down here yeah um but let's let's talk a little because i remember I, I you really wanted to hit on this and i and i love that you do because i remember hearing about kevin kiley when a, when AB5 wasn't even a thing yet. I mean, it was being talked about, but very limited within very limited circles. It wasn't, it wasn't passed. Nothing was for sure. But he was, at that point, I was being turned on to him by my California friends that were telling me, this guy, he, he's, 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 he doesn't take no for an answer. He does not take no for an answer. He's the only Republican which means the only one in the California legislature who has consistently stood up to the ridiculousness of what passes for governance by Gavin Newsom, the governor, and he just keeps hammering. And in this business, if you just keep hammering, you eventually get what you need, particularly if you make sense. Yeah. So he, if you listen to his speeches, they're short and they're, they're right to the point. He is not a grandstander. He is telling the truth as it happens in your, you know, in your car, in your home, in your kitchen, out in the streets, whatever he, whatever he says, he is, he stays right on the mark. He doesn't oversell it. He doesn't undersell it. 
Yeah. And he is a man of honor. He almost seems like a Rip Van Winkle moralist. <laughs> you know, like we haven't had anybody in Washington like this in years. I know. To me, it's a, a bit scary because, like I said, I've been familiar with him since what would that be? You know, tw- you know, early or late 2019. Right. And or mid 2019. And obviously, I don't even live in California, but I became very familiar with him, probably more than the people in my own state because of what he was doing and the kind of path he was carving. But, um, you know, I guess my only worry would be that he gets corrupt, but he doesn't. I mean, I, I don't want to curse it, but he doesn't seem like the type. I, I agree I, that, that he doesn't seem like the type he if he wanted to take the easy way out, he wouldn't have tried to get there this way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he had, he's not making he's not making friends. I mean, he is making some friends, but he's not making the friends most politicians take in their path. He is earning profound respect from the people who, who know him and deal with him. Yeah. And I'm, I'm one of them. I just I can't yeah. really am. am almost shocked it's like 1950s you know sense of responsibility to the public and i'm here to do a job and i'm going to do it and if you want to yell at me and call me names well i'm gonna you go ahead because i'm still gonna tell the truth and and try to get things right for the ordinary person that is not what you hear in dc right you hear narrative you hear agenda you hear uh you know fluffery and and posing and posturing and looking for your next job he none of that look for it in his speeches you won't find any of it yeah no i would i would tell anybody who you know if you feel like digging or ever just looking up this guy go look at some of the speeches he's done or some of the i mean they're little gems yeah i mean literally follow him on twitter it's uh at Kevin Kylie C A. Yep. I'll look look at his little speeches on Twitter. Those little things really they you get in the well of one house or the other and and they they tape you for 90 seconds or two minutes. And it's just it's charming, except it's real life and, and it is oriented towards us and home values and ordinary people trying to work and live and be decent citizens. Yeah. So I I think the world of him, and apparently the leaders in Washington thought so much of Democrat Republican Washington, they made him chairman of a brand new subcommittee. Holy smoke! This is a jackhammer they gave him because yeah. he's he gets to he gets to call the shots about who gets investigated. You know, for workforce protection. If if it were me, I'd put Jennifer Abruzzo. You know, I Gary Gensler, uh, Jessica Lumen, uh, you know, what is it, Shapiro in um, Antitrust? I, I probably have the wrong name. And get these people talking and answering his questions. And we'll, you'll find that they, the straight and narrow is, you know, gets a little better trod. So yeah. I... I he has, he has, uh, he, sure, he could disappoint us. People do. But I, I, like you say, exactly like you say, you don't expect him to do that based upon his, you know, the human vibes you get from him. Yeah. I mean, I'm knocking wood, but at the same time, I really don't even think I need to. And I'm, I know that's rare to say in politics, but I, I think the guy is 
is true to his word and I don't think he's going to budge. I don't think he's going to be turned by anybody. I think he's, I think he feels like I do about things and he <laughs> happens to hold a position to really do something. A lot of people feel exactly that way. Those are great words for it, Steve. I, I Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, the guy just, he speaks truth. Right. And he does that. And it's not just freelancers. He's not a, you know, a one, you know, one trick. Plenty. No, no, he's like he's, for the people, like he right. should be. <laughs> so he has, he has probably more potential than any young freshman that I'm aware of. He is young. He's, he's pleasing to, to deal with, listen to, look at. Uh, he's devoid of sharp, obnoxious edges that, that scrape you or, you know, rub you the wrong way. He's, he's, you know, like the ideal guy. If you had to have a legislator move in next door, who would you choose? You choose Kevin Kiley. Yeah. So um, I think, and I think with time, I think he he is has much more potential, much okay. more potential to be to to do well higher up. So um, to everybody in the chat, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit on one more point, and then we'll have uh, then we have uh, you know 20 minutes maybe or so to to um, talk about if you guys have any questions or addressing some more things or continuing this conversation. But um, the litigation against unconstitutional laws and regulations will be plentiful and, uh, and, and uh, uh, filed in venues chosen by plaintiffs. And the, this is where your new jobs, America and be your own boss legislation ties in. Can you, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Because I know even Kev, Kevin, who we were just speaking of, um, has looked this over. Yes, we believe so. We believe so. Okay. So can you talk to us a little bit about the, because I know that the Be Your Own Boss, Be My Own Boss has been revised. That's correct. We um, had spent um, last year uh, in uh, working with our allies in both in Congress and around Congress. And we have tried to improve the legislation from a number of different perspectives. So what that means is that uh, we're able to accomplish more, perhaps with less text, more clearly, and make some things compact and solve some, most importantly, solve some uh, perennial problems with the Fair Labor Standards Act that, to my knowledge, no one has really you know, admitted our problems with it which is one is that it's it's an, a practical inducement to collusion between uh, a self independent contractor buyer and an independent contractor the seller so and it takes a, just a lot of hard work to think into a problem that hasn't been approached from that direction so uh, we we posted it uh, I expect there'll be more changes. I expect to see a lot of waving of hands and, you know, why are you doing that? We'll just give them more benefits and make them happy. But really, you have to, you have to make their, these people's investment in their business, their career, their future, their income, you have to secure it. It can't be, if the administration changes, you're going to go broke. Yeah. So, news you know you you've got three apps on your dash you're driving you're choosing among them you've got a sophisticated little business there someone says that's not a real business we're gonna 
you know, you're just going to have to be a taxi driver or whatever. You know, you're just going to be a working stiff and make laundry equipment. And no, I'm, I'm, a, you know, a nurse practitioner of some sort. I cover 2000 square miles. I, you know, I run, I got, a, I have a route like any, anybody else. I'm a sophisticated education, you know, all of that. We boiled it down to the one variable that all self-employed have in common. And that is they want to be their own boss. They essentially want to be a self-employer, not a term that's used much. They want to move to the employer side. They want recognition of the employer side of their dual nature. And they'll cooperate. They'll follow the law with the employee side. Yeah. So we've permitted that. And once that's legislation, which I do not expect in the next two years, but, you know, I'm yep. open to it. We're ready to go if that's the case. But we're looking for 2025. That means that um, there's we for freelancers, self-employed gig workers, franchise holders. We can now they can now see if they look what a solution looks like. We've never had one before. We've never had a solution. We have, well, we'll use the IRS rules. No, we're going to use the new revised, you know, improved DOL rules. But right. nobody, you, you and I can't participate in that because we don't know what the old rules were. So why is this better or worse? You know, it's like, oh, my God, 34 footnotes. I can't, I can't do anything with footnotes. Can I work safely? Well, you know, it depends on what some gal in Washington today thinks and if she gets booted out of office maybe well you can't wait around you 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 get your minutes of your life one at a time whether anybody else is letting you enjoy them or not so we look for we i think as people see what what the answer might be they're going to be a little more enthusiastic about challenging some of these regulations that take away their freedom and mm -hmm. as the, and there are many nonprofits that will work with uh, people who have a legitimate lawsuit to file, and they will help them. In most cases, they will fund that. They have eager donors willing to uh, to pay for the cost of, of this litigation. And those people who are now on our side rather than against us have the ability to choose where they file those lawsuits. And there, this is this is called the, the condescending term is venue shopping. But okay. you know, if you have a if you have a <laughs> like ter, term of art. <laughs> but if you have a lawsuit that affects everybody who's a geologist, for instance, yeah, you can you can you have a lot of different courts you can file in. So you you know you you do some um, plaintiff shopping. I mean, we can two two parties can play this. You, yeah. find, you find the plaintiffs, you get the arguments together, you file the suit, and we choose. We have the initiative now because it's not going to happen through legislation. It's going to be happened through, through court challenges. So uh, I, this, is, this is new. It's, it's so new no one is talking about it in, D, in D.C. now. No, just no. So, so people, newjobsamerica.com. 
if you go there, you can read about a lot of the stuff we're talking about and then some. Um, I think you said, I think you told me beforehand that the be be my own boss is back up there. Yes, it's in legislation. Okay, so you guys, you can go there. And I think that you can now sign, I mean, I know you could before too, but you've got this new alert thing. Is that still a thing? Yeah, just in the, in the, join, in the join box. It's the first pull down in the menu. On yeah. top. It says join, just sign up. People, a couple people have been puzzled about whose email to put in. Put your email in, then then we can send it to you. So, yeah, yeah. So we're still. Yeah, he's not selling off your emails, guys. He's just trying to keep everybody in the loop. So yeah, you know, it's and it's just an email. It's not. They're not. He's not asking for your social or your. Yeah. Um, we don't sell. <laughs> we don't sell anything. We haven't got anything to sell. No. It's okay. Um. <laughs> But let's see, did we cover everything on the new House Republican majority before I move over to these questions? I think we've, I think we've done a very good job. We've talked about Kylie yeah. and uh, hostile agency heads yeah. and uh, litigation and all the, the regular, I mean, the regulations, this whole thing about the gas stoves. Come on. This was, a, this was made up by the World Economic Forum and their financing. So this is. This is crazy. There's there's no benefit to this at all. Yeah. There's not right. a truth in that entire platform. So, I'm, I I can't tell you how glad I was when your email came through as like really sounding positive. I had to read it like three times to make sure I was like, am I reading this? <laughs> is he pulling my leg? <laughs> am I reading this right? Like, <laughs> oh, I mean, you have to look at where we've been. Yeah. You know, 2020 was as dark as it gets where we had a we had some sort of plague. We couldn't get a straight answer on it. We're wearing masks. We can't hear each other. We can't see each other. We can't hug each other. You know, everyone's going nuts. Our jobs are evaporating, you know, and all this crashing legislation in California is coming down. And it is dark. It's gloomy. Yep. But it's different now, you know, and the, 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 the mill of time grinds slowly, but it grinds finally. And this is a different day and you got to adjust to it. So let's move. Uh, I'm going to move into the comments. You guys, if you have any questions, Adam, I've already got a couple starred here. So um, this is going back to 12, 19 PM. Well, for you, it'd be two nineteen PM. So it's going back a little ways in this, but uh, driven dad says we need a stalemate. So nothing can get worse. We've got it. We've yeah. Got I think it. that's, I think that's part of what we covered. Even we right. driven dad, you've got it. See how you like it. Some yeah. people you, you, you just got your wish, Tony. Right. <laughs> there you go giving out wishes today. that was easy steve we could make people happy <laughs> in seconds. um and then kevin says but it's clear there's a side that wants more government control over the gig economy Ap absolutely that's not even close one side actually wants control the other doesn't even want control <laughs> so i don't know am i am i saying that wrong because i we we want individual choice it should be there's only there's only one thing that you only one way you can do this and that is let the individual choose and let him or her live with his responsibilities yeah and, and it's very simple we do that with everything else i mean it's the same thing as like i saw that uh pedro's in here pedro um has a huge channel on youtube a lot of people tune in to to hear what he has to say about a lot of things and um it's this you know it's the same thing that pedro and i talk about where we you know, if a if in your market this platform isn't working in the gig economy, move on. 
If you've tried everything, if you've switched up the hours, if you're and you're still complaining, move on. It's just like a treat it. I mean, it's not, but treat it like a job because you wouldn't stick around a job you weren't getting paid at. I mean, because it is your job. So, um, so question here, Mike, do you hear much from ICs outside of the gig economy? I think your answer is yes. I don't know if the what the question there is. Um, yeah, I'm not. If you want to revise that, I'm not 100% sure what that is because I, I think he deals with more ICs than gig economy, to be honest. Yes. And self-employed. So I'm from uh, I'm 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 from the sort of the analytical and consulting side. That's where my background is. Yeah. Uh, I see all those disciplines where you've got someone. The law doesn't recognize, doesn't even consider your personal investment of time education, money, any of that. It's just tools and equipment. Well, that, you know, that's fine. I've got a nice tool shop, but that's not where I make my money. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, multiple revenue streams, people. Absolutely. <laughs> there are so many ways to, to, to improve your operation. If, you're, if you want to be independent and you can take the risk and you can, you can respond to the situation just the way we you were you know we're, you were talking about january and february being slow can you figure out what else to drive can you figure out someplace some other thing to do to to fill in to augment what you do i still remember that guy in portland who gets up at three o'clock in the morning and he's there with you know it, with his uber on and he is yep. you know he's taking people to the airport because that's what needs to be done and no one's willing to get up at three o'clock to do it so more yep. power to him Yep, that's kind of yeah. I kind of go through that same thing with last mile services. Everybody keeps asking me, "How do you do so well with curry?" Well, I today, I got up at five fifteen. I was out the door at five thirty. I mean, most gig yeah. workers aren't aren't up then. <laughs> one of the marketing, one of the things in marketing they tell you is that if you want to be successful at whatever it is, look at what everyone else is doing and then do something different. Just mm -hmm. something different. And then and then find the people who want what you do, the difference that you do, the difference you make. Yep. You know, the guys who want to drive early or drive late or drive groups or whatever, just and you know, and you want to just do it differently and 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 take your chances, but use your head. Your head is nonstop, 24 hours a day. Yeah. And think outside the box. <laughs> think outside Big the box. Time. So. There's a market for almost anything you can imagine if you can find it. And the platforms are terrific at helping you find it, yep. whatever it is. Um, so this is a friend of ours in Tennessee. He's saying that he has written letters and made the calls. <laughs> the only, uh, the only give, they only give lip service to it when they are up for re-election. Um, if we rely on Washington, we are screwed. <laughs> this is that there's always no chance that we are screwed. But when I, when I, at least he's being honest, guys, <laughs> non-zero chance, non-zero, it can be very, very small, but still, I, okay. I've written the letters and made the calls. They're not going to change their mind based on one letter, one call, or even multiply that by 10. They weigh these things. They don't even care much what words you use. If you know, if you're afraid of just talking to a staffer, these staffers are actually pretty good in Congress. I, I, they're they're great kids. They're beautifully trained, and they and they're very respectful. They haven't been 
soaked in DC very long. Mm-hmm. But it's the the number of your friends. If you are in an occupation where you meet other people and can get a few people to go with you, uh, you know, into the effort of they will hear that. They will see this. There used to be a joke. Maybe I mentioned it to you in one of the early podcasts about with the uh, uh, representative in Massachusetts legislature. Well, let's see. Uh, they get one complaint. They go, okay, fine. They get two complaints. They go, okay, I got something going. And they start a file folder. They get three complaints and they want to find somebody that has legislation. They, they weigh them that way. So the, the answer is, Go to your occupation, for instance, and try to get a thousand people to to write the same thing to their representatives. Doesn't have to be different. Same or, ten, or ten people. Even to start with ten. Yeah. And, and then keep at it. The, I, 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 it. It's really the individual is much more powerful, particularly over time, than any one of us ever imagined until we do it. It is. It. I, I'm. I'm from nowhere politically. I, I was, a, I was, but a, you I, have, but you now are, I mean, you have a lot of things change. Yeah. You know, this guy, Gary, Gary Gensler, who was at the, uh, you know, wrote that Sarbanes Oxley stuff. He put me out of business. You know, yeah. now I have to go into this. I mean, this is, this is wonderful. I, it's a thrill, but I made much more money in consulting. Yeah. You know? So uh, you, you be a flex. I'm getting yeah. off. I I always say be ready to pivot. Be ready to be ready to pivot on a dime. You know? <laughs> That's true. It's true. So, <laughs> so you know, get your friends together and go go meet the rep. You know, go to go to DC. If you're within 500 miles, take a drive. You know, and if they're and if they're not, go to your rep's office. There's one in your district. It can't be more than what is it? Kevin Kiley's district is 500 miles long. He's got two offices. It can't be more than 100 miles. Right. One, two, three, four, five, something like that. So, so go ahead. Uh, one of our, one of, uh, JP is a friend of the show here. He's always, he's always got some great questions. He's saying, where's the 60 million come from? I think he's talking about the 60 million independent contractors and self-employed. Right. Um, that's from, uh, JP. That is the best thing is go to the, the um, Upworks website. They have done, the, they have done the research on this. They, uh, the initial spot, and I haven't seen the sources lately, but the initial one is 2020. Uh, it was a little lower number. Uh, it's now 60 million. I'm expecting 10 million more by the end of 2024. So this is we're at the peak conversion into this. But uh, go to the Upwork site and look at their research. Uh, look at summaries online. And I think you're going to find that uh, the best study comes from Upwork. And it was done by an independent uh, research firm. Upwork paid for it, but it's posted there for everybody, and and it is uh, very reliable. That's okay. Um, maybe I'll get that from you, and I'll put it into the show notes too. Okay. That link or whatever may help people find it. So, another one from JP. They still need a majority to remove the speaker. If only one, if only one person to make the motion. However, you saw how many votes it took to get uh, the speaker seated, and he doesn't have to make that many calls. Right. Just an yeah. agree on that one, or any comment at all, or the uh, I, it looks to it looks to me to be accurate. Um, you you've given what you've done here is you've armed people 
uh, substantially. And it's you would have to assume that just based on the last couple of weeks that Kevin McCarthy is is hearing the message. He he is laboring in a different way in his than he would have previous to those those votes. He's laboring in a different way after. And so you say, fine, we're off to a good start. It uh, seems like they kind of put, like you were saying, like a little clause on him too. Like, yeah. Hey man, yeah. stay within your lane here. Like, <laughs> I had a, at a, a, a print shop near me, he said, um, he said, you know, you hear, he, he said, you just can't believe all the news. He said, I, I heard um, there's a, an individual, uh, I'll just, I won't name her name. She goes by three letters. She's in the conservative party. Everybody already figured out who it is. They are. Okay. It's Mar- <laughs> MPG. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's pretty obvious. I got it right away. All right. Um, and they said, I, I always heard she was crazy. And then I listened to a couple of tapes. I said, she, she's saying exactly what I think. She's not crazy. She's See, a- I think, I think everybody's a little bit crazy. Yeah, and well, I think that they just caught her on camera in her crazy moments a few too many times. Right. So, um, <laughs> you know, you got to think for yourself and you're not going to get you. You have to you have to apportion what you want carefully. You have to figure out and you have to focus. Like I haven't done any other issues, but, you know, the ABC test, fight the ABC test. To defend, the 12 years, 12 years we've been at it. But you know what? It hasn't spread after California. Hasn't spread. Right. So. Uh, that's that's one guy, one guy, and a lot of friends working together. I provide a particular mix, uh, you know, particular value added to the mix with you know analytics and vocabulary and perspectives, and other people take it. You're going to be talking with Kim and Karen. They've got their own perspectives. You know, we agree on a lot, not on everything. Yep. Neither one of us asks the others to agree on everything. No, nope. you know, we're working together. And I don't. I- and they are very, I mean, just like you, they are very educated and smart and well-spoken, but I don't agree with everything, but they, they can make me see things in a way I wasn't looking at it. Right. And that, that's when you're in the idea business, if you can help people think for themselves, you are made. Yeah. It is, it is just, a, it's just a great way to go. Yep. So JP also says um, he only has to put uh, it on the floor once. If it if it doesn't carry, uh, and it's over, uh, he's not going to call for fifteen votes each time. Right. But who wants to go through that as the speaker? You want to be. You want to have your word be worth something. Right. That's what I, I was going to say. Like why. That, that would be my question is like, you know, you don't want to put everything on the floor then and right. be just upsetting everybody. <laughs> uh, you know, yes. I, the, it's, it's a personal, most of us work very independently and not like the Senate or the house that are just like incredibly interdependent. Most of us do our thing and we get paid for it. We hope. Um, yep. And you're talking about the one of the most heavily networked interactive professions on earth, which is politics. And it's, it's a little different. Yeah. So, you know, like we, we bring JP brings, you know, some of his, like, these are the rules. Oh, but then there's so many ways to shade them. And, you know, yeah. you know, you're, you're playing, you're playing the third and fourth and fifth derivative. If you're into math, you know, it's the curve of the curve of the curve, you know? So, and they, they do this all day. Uh, 
guys who play pool, three cushion shots. That's all they do in Washington. Yeah. <laughs> three shots. <laughs> Um, so Tennessee says, uh, we have too many old farts in Washington that have no idea what the real world is like today. Times have changed. We, the people have turned Washington into a retirement home. Yep. But if you're feeling guilty, then, uh, try to figure out if you actually voted for this, uh, that, that's, <clears throat> that is energy wasted in a sense, because while we're, he's, while he's saying these things, he is also not working on them. So I would invite Steele in Tennessee. Let's get to work on some of this. If you've got one person in mind, let's start with that one person. Do you think they're too old? Who is it? Let's figure out the pet. You know, do it. This is an action action game. What do you, th- I mean, while we're here though, before I, before I move any far- farther, like what do you think about that? Because I, I think about that from time to time too. And maybe I would rephrase it, but there are a lot of people who are just stagnant in Washington. And then we need more of the, even if it's on the other side, we need more of the Kevin Kiley's. Yes. And we need some more. I mean, not just because of how ambitious and, and, and smart he is about it too, but that he is a young blood, that he has the passion and the drive. Um, I guess you have to look at each of these people. Like Kylie will generate his own bow wave, you know, of pressure, and he'll have he'll he'll take on antagonists, and we'll we'll learn more about how deep his his uh, you know his uh, policy carving it, uh, ability is. We've learned a lot about AOC in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, what a what a what a lesson she has been. And in some ways, they're, they are exact polar opposites. Right. One is all agenda, all appearance, tremendous delivery. Oh, my gracious. You know, she does things intuitively and naturally that most people would have to study for. Right. I, I actually think between you and me, she missed her. She should have been in Hollywood making much bigger salary. <laughs> And playing the role that she's playing, she, you know, people. Yeah. Would, she's in would, the she's in the wrong business. She's in the wrong business. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, Kevin Kylie is. It happens to be just the opposite. Now, if you like Kylie and hate AOC or the reverse, that's you're not going to change either one of those buttons. But you can you can pick on somebody who would be easier to change. Hopefully, your own rep. You know, if you think you're represented by an old FART, fine. What do you? What's your plan? What? What are you, you going to let him or her stay in office? Yep. You know? And and that's and us gig workers have a lot of power. Like to steal in Tennessee's comment, um, you know, we we if if you're not running into other gig workers at delivery spots, first of all, I'd be shocked because we all carry hot bags when you're doing that work. We know who each other are, but you can go to the airport parking lots to the to the uh, to the staging lots where they all sit and wait their turn. I mean, you can go talk to these people. I know some of them really just are are they don't want to have the discussion. They don't really care. They're just that's, whatever. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, and those you just have to pass by, what kind of thing. But I mean, there are some people there who they, they're going to be waiting an hour anyway for the flights to come in and for them to get out of the queue. So they got nothing but time. Right. So make some friends, you know, swap yep. emails, swap texts, you know, phone numbers and, and 
you're looking for people with common who are already convinced of what you want. You're not trying to convert anyone. You're just you just want to energize the ten in that lot. Right. You want to show you want to show them that there is a path to this. Don't just right. I want this, but it'll never happen. No, I want this, and I have to make it happen. Right. That's what I mean. Like you're you're looking for the people who are like I really want this to happen, but it's not gonna. And that's the person you want to talk to and say, listen. Right. Yes, it can happen. It, it needs can, to happen. It can happen. You know. And Pedro saying, uh, Pedro jumps in and says, we, so we are going to be okay. Too many workers like us for them to mess with, uh, keep fighting the fight, gentlemen. Um, well, they've been messing with us for a long time and they've come pretty close a couple of times with that stupid pro act. Um, not to mention other States and other things, but I agree with them. I think the, the numbers speak for themselves. 60 million is a third of the American workforce. You bet. I mean, you can't, you just can't take the rug, yank it out from them. We already know AB5 happened and it, you know, how many jobs did it create still to this day? Now that'll be a thing when Kim and Karen are on, we will dive into heavy because Karen is an AB5 pro. Um, and she knows that stuff inside and out. And I don't think they've created any jobs. No, they haven't. They've destroyed them. And uh, I understand, uh, but, but can't footnote. I, I heard today that there is some uh, professional level economics research coming out specifically focusing on the effect, uh, the before and after effect of AB5 on the California workplace. workplace. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to seeing that, by the way, because I would love, I can't wait to see a real study done on this. Yes. I, this, this is, this individual would be the one to do it. Yeah. Another, another young individual, you know, working with us. So let me see where else, where I left off here. Um, Tripping dance. This is going to be a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> well, that's because Gar Gary Middleton, who creates apps to help us workers. Um, shout out to Gary and shout out to everybody in here, by the way. Thanks for joining us. Um, but he, he creates apps. And he was, when you mentioned the 250K a month, he was like, I'll take that job. Yeah, me, uh, right. And then Tony's wife, Lisa said, I'll, I'll take half. And he said, okay, we can work out a deal. And then Tony said, I'll be the stay-at-home dad. <laughs> so, Got it. Okay. All right. It's, it's, the uh, value's in the thread. Got it. <laughs> um, so, okay. So uh, this is traditional IC coming back to the question about, about the ICs. Um, I don't hear anything from any of the small ICs I know, which is surprising. Meaning, what what is traditional IC looking to hear? I'm not. I'm maybe I'm. I could be wrong, so please put it in the comments. But oh, I'm in, guessing in, that maybe looking, she's looking for something in the contract. They're probably working on a project right now. Well, I'm wondering if she's even referring to like um, how AB5 happened and nobody really knew about it, and then even after it happened, they didn't believe it or what it would do. Like, are the small independent contractors just not being vocal right now? Maybe I read that wrong, but there's a lot of discouragement and uh, uh, abandonment in Cal in California. A lot of discouragement because because if you're not willing to move out of state, if you're if you're not willing to take some like the interstate risk, uh, if you haven't got good clients, if, if your clients just tell you you know they send you a letter, no, we're not doing this anymore. I mean, you're screwed. You got to find new ones. Yeah. And you know, you're handicapped. I, I know people who went to Las Vegas, you know, and they work from there. 
but that was that was not everybody can do that. You got kids in school, you got mortgages, car payments, you know, you're tied down. Yeah. You know, you got, got life. <laughs> you got life going on. Life. Life's going on. <laughs> so Tony agrees with you. Um, um, he's always believed in uh, observe the masses and do the opposite. <laughs> so and I, I, I agree too. I think when you said that, that's, I mean, that's constantly what I'm doing all the time as an IC is like, okay, where's, where's a new niche or what's, what, what can I tweak out about my niche? What can I make it better? Right. Um, people, people want to work with others who specialize in, in satisfying their need. That is very appealing. And that's one of the major reasons that we have the independent contractor world right now is that people need specialty. They want someone who's designed, if they're designing a brand new orange juice can, they want, they want somebody who's designed 20 of them or designed 20 new cans or designed 20 new cans that really made sales pop. You know, that's what they're, that's what they want to talk to. They don't want to just someone down the street who does graphic design. Oh, you can do a bottle too. No. <laughs> no. This is a, this is a good one. Greetings from Norway. Oh, my goodness. All Thank right. you, Norway, for joining in. We're going <laughs> to... <laughs> Hopefully you're finding this interesting because this is what's going on in our country right now. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I've actually, I, I do a lot of, I've done production for many years and I've actually been up to Norway a couple of times and I, I absolutely love it. Um, Oslo is a pretty amazing town. Um and uh you know let me see what else we got as we wrap it up here guys i i told mike an hour so i am uh trying to stick to that but you guys know me sometimes i go a little over real, um. <laughs> real, talk, real talk with roy said independent employees unite laughing out loud uh maybe not unite but how about collaborate well i think he's taking he's kind of made a joke on his channel about like independent contractors you guys are really independent employees <laughs> Oh, independent, independent. Oh. all right got it Fine. you do the reading um yeah so okay so here's traditional ic so yes some ic's don't seem to know about it or think it will happen that's that's true and you probably can't educate them uh about it fast enough so you're just going to have to go with as they say go with you got you go to war with the troops you have and um uh, look for the ones who are you know, feel like you do. I'm kind of edgy. You're, you're looking for, I'm kind of edgy. I think something can be done and I think something needs to be done. What do I do? I don't know anybody who can tell me what I need to do. You know, and, and the, th and the thing is, is like, when you say edgy, I feel like everybody's a little edgy right now. Like right now is the time when there's a lot more of, of us out there. Yes. <laughs> like no matter what side of the political spectrum you're sitting on, like people are not happy. And that is an organizer's dream. Because that those emotions are right on the surface. They know them. You can see them. You can work with them in a positive way. There are people are looking for solutions. And if you have one, be my own boss. You know. So before we sign out here, I have one more from Steele in Tennessee. After, uh, he must have taken some heed to what we were talking about. He said, I will call out some folks like uh, Marsha Blackburn, uh, Bill Haggerty, uh, comes here to talk a good game and flat out says what they are not going to do then go back to washington and do whatever they want all right so start on you know not marsha blackburn site or 
podcast or speeches or skits. Yep. You know, and with Twitter, Twitter's now in different hands. You can have parody sites, you know. So uh, if you don't like what they're doing and, and you think it's wrong, mock it. It's the first thing. Yeah. Just like call them out on it. Like, why do you do this? But, but show facts. Yeah. So it's not just your, I don't know, like, like Bill Haggerty, I don't like Marshall Black. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So use the facts, get people together. Then, then they'll, they'll trust you and not the other guys. And politicians are, those people are, are sensitive and they don't sense that you can hurt them. The minute you can hurt them, they'll hear you. So this is, I don't know if you know about the rideshare guy, Mike, he's a, uh, he's, he's a, a big in the gig space on YouTube and other platforms. He was one of the first around and he, he has about 160,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube. This is his main, this is one of his main uh, writers for the blog and yeah. also Sergio who does show me the money club. He's a friend of the channels here. And he says, I'll watch this from the start. Gig workers e equal dependent workers. What do you have to say to that? I don't, I don't believe it. I think that um, I, I, those people, they could get a job right now. There are 10 million unfilled jobs, yep. their old jobs. So they're a gig worker for a very good reason. And I think they like being, being independent. I think there are a lot of aspects of being independent that chafe on individuals. You're never completely secure. You can't stop working. You know, you have to be thinking about it all the time. But if yes. you handle that, and for sometimes you're starving to death, and the next time you can't figure out where to spend it all. And if if you can't handle that, then and you'd like someone to take those problems from you, and you can't have afford to just pay someone to take them, then you're probably better off as a dependent worker. And, and gig worker is something that you can't attain. So That's well said. I like I that. I don't think. I think there are a lot of people doing gigs who, who want a better deal, but that's price negotiation. So go get a better deal. I think, I think the reference there is that there's a lot of gig workers out there who see the numbers of the gig workers who are veteran do very well at it. Their market's a lot better than maybe theirs. And they see this and they're like, wait a minute, I'm not making that much. So I'm going to fight for, let's just have a minimum wage on gig work. Oh, and that's that where we step in and say, no, 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 no. We don't want that. Yeah, that destroys the whole system. That that is actually everything that the gig economy is not. Exactly. So we can't we can't have that. Um, it's that they need to realize it is my thing. Some people I feel like are just sitting it out. Like, okay, it'll turn around. It'll. These people are all doing great. It'll, you know. And then Tony says that he thinks that Sergio is referencing the gig companies' manipulations of algorithms. That is probably true but that's just another another game you have to play to make money on those platforms it's part of it right. i mean you're not going to get the companies to you, you that one you can't write in and say please change your algorithm you're not going to do it um and yes of course they're looking for how do we get the best work for the cheapest pay or even like not the best work for the cheapest pay but with that guys um that's a wrap. I want to thank everybody for joining us here. And, yes. and for those of you that watch the replay of this, please leave comments below. I'm sure Mike will come back or I can, I can send the questions to him and he'll check in and, uh, and see, um, you know, what you guys leave because the more questions, the better too, that are posted on this because then other people get involved too. 
So even if you posted them in here today, um, but yeah, so Sergio real quick is saying gig workers can't be independent as long as they can't name the price of the job is a true I see. Uh, no, they, you can, uh, not true. The guys who trade gold, uh, they trade gold at the market price and that's it. That's the only way it's, tra unless you can find someone to sell it to you, you know, lower or buy it higher. Everybody knows. So you either trade or don't trade, but you wait. And if you think the market's wrong, then you don't, you don't act. That's, that's trading. I, I, that's the, that's a useful model. Right. I can say this as an independent contractor before the gig economy, like when I've worked laser production, I worked it as a salary employee and I know what that is like. And I lived in Florida for the first three years I worked for them. Now I work on a per job basis. And again, I don't name the price. They send me a breakdown of everything. You're going to be gone for eight days. Here's, here's your daily pay. Here's your per diem. Here's everything. And then I get to make the decision, but I'm not calling the price and I'm still an independent contractor. Right. So I, I would argue that. I, I do think the gig economy has a lot of cleaning up to do. And I know Sergio agrees with that, but I do still think we're independent because you can still, I mean, and now, especially a lot of markets, Sergio knows this as good as anybody moving to upfront pay where they have to show you the full amount instead of doing all the tricks and all this stuff that they've done they have to show it to you even if it's a bad offer don't take it i think we would do better with with more platforms and i hope we'll get them because yeah. more platforms is more competitive yeah more competition the better right and i'm sure uber is looking forward to it in a different way so yeah, um, yeah. Again, guys, if you, I, I want to thank all of you for being here. I, I really want to thank Mike for joining me again. This is our fourth one. And every time I feel like we leave and we could, Mike and I could keep talking for hours, I feel like. But um, <laughs> but if you want to learn more about what he's doing, the website right here, there. newjobsamerica.com. Um, check it out. Okay. Get on his mailing list. Yeah. Um, you just have to put in an email. That's really nothing to it. Um, do you have any last words, Mike? Do you have any? I, I, I love the participation, you know, the more active. This has been great. Yeah. I mean, they're all, I, I think every one we've done has been really good. Um, I think that that guy who doesn't like the deal that are get, he's getting from his platforms now is uh, muscle up and propose something different and talk to your reps about it and see where that goes. And you may get a call from Uber or DoorDash or whatever if they sense that you've got something, you know, go around that parking lot, propose something, propose it. Let's get out there. You want to take, you know, if you, if you think you're right, push it, you know? So Sergio, if, um, when we're, when I close out here, Mike and I, uh, Mike, when I, when I do the signing off, I'll see you backstage here, but he's saying, um, sorry from, he used to be a trader. So he's saying, sorry from a trader coming from a trader, not a good analogy. This is a long, He's talking about we should have him on Show Me the Money Club. They get about two, three, four, five thousand people watching this okay. every week. And maybe we should hook you guys up. Sergio's a really good guy, very smart. Um, I don't know. I mean, you you're trying to get your, the the message out there. He's a he's a he's got a big platform. Great. Look forward so, to it, Sergio. Yeah, maybe I could put you guys in touch. So I will do that. See what happens um, next. But uh, be safe, you guys. Earn smart. Have a great weekend. Uh, thank you for joining us.
Thank you, everybody. Be good to everybody. And uh, oh, join us tonight for Driver Nation, uh, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern uh, on this channel or on tncradio.live. And we will see you when we see you. Peace. Peace.